Welcome to the Jesus Sisters podcast. It's not a coincidence you're here. We thank you for joining us on this journey to seek a close and personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to Jesus Sisters. We are so excited to be here. We have an exciting special treat. We're doing things a little bit different today. And it's even more exciting because this is going to sound really weird, but Allie and I both have our cameras on today and we can see each other's faces. So I feel like it's going to be a little extra wild because we can see each other's reactions. So who knows? Maybe this will just be lots of giggles and lots of Jesus. But we're just so thankful that you're here. And um, we're going to be reading through the book of Ephesians today. We're not going to make it through the whole thing. We're going to be reading the creme de la creme. Yes. As my friend said, it's like, what did she say? It's like, oh, man, I can't think of what she said. I'm going to have to look it up. I took a note of it. Oh, she said, Ephesians is the sum divinity of Christianity. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. And then she proceeded to say um, the gospel, the experience, and the precepts. She said it is seriously the cherry on top of all. And you know, yes. I can't not miss the irony in the fact that my last well, name is Cherry. So I was like, oh, well, thank you very much, Lori. That's my friend, Lori. But yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm sorry. That's a great, uh, that's a great metaphor. If you don't know, Laurel's last name is Cherry. So. <laughs> Any sort of cherry uh, innuendos that we can put in here is like, it just feels like it's meant to be. There you go. There you go. Well, let's open up in prayer. What do you say? I am ready. Okay. All right. So dear Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful to be here today. We're so thankful that you have carved out time for us to spend time sharing about your word and the book of Ephesians. And Lord, we just ask that you give us the words, you help everyone who's listening to open their ears to hear your message, Lord. We just want to share what is your will and what your message is. Um, Lord, we just ask that you help us interpret your word for how you intended it to be. And we just thank you for all of our Jesus brothers and sisters that are listening and sending blessings to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, shall we get started? We shall. Um, something that I just, in my research of doing the Bible study that I was, for Ephesians, that I was kind of able to... Uh, piece together was that the first part of Ephesians is the spiritual part. And then the second part is the practical, like put to use part. So, you know, in today's episode, we're going to be covering chapters one and chapters two. Yes. And then our next episode, we'll be doing three and four, followed by five and six. So we do want to give the opportunity for you to read, follow along. Um, you know, I, I would say total the book of Ephesians is like a 20 to 30 minute read in total. So you definitely have time to follow along, catch up on one and two so that, um, you know, you can, you can read it for yourself and, you know, God will speak to you in, in his own uh, way. So I know in the purpose that I got was to build up and strengthen all Christ followers. And it explains the true church. Um, the author is Paul and it was to the church of Ephesus and all believers 
and it was written um, in Rome while Paul was in prison, and it is known to be one of the prison epistles. So it was his first imprisonment um, when he was a Christian. So, and I think he was, I think it was like either his, um, it was 30 years that he was a Christian or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, and as we get into this word, it's really, it's so amazing to think that he wrote this while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's so easy to be, what was me in life? Um, and so to think that he is literally just preaching and just so connected to God while he's in prison is just like mind blowing. So, yeah, okay. it's, it's um, I like that because Ephesians is like a letter of encouragement and optimism. So the power of Christ yeah. has to be working in Paul for him to create, you know, a book of the Bible that is about optimism and encouragement when you're in prison. And I don't know if, you know, you've had time to, any of our listeners have had time to read about, you know, what imprisonment was like during those times, but I didn't share um, it with me. It it wasn't the most fun. I think during this time he was actually on like house arrest, but I did hear that during one of his imprisonments, like he was put in a hole in the ground where literally like his food was dropped to him. So it's like very different than, um, very different than our prison systems today. Not that our prison systems today are, you know, a party by any means, but. Interesting. You know, well, I very guess tough research there. Yeah. Rome was uh, very um, harsh as, as we know, you know, Rome, that's the crucifixion. That is a Roman punishment. So you can put together if he was in a Roman prison, it wasn't, you know, some walk in the park. Got it. Well, thank you for that background and that information. Um, So I'm going to get us started. We're going to start in chapter one, and we're just going to work our way through chapter one and chapter two today. I'm going to start off by reading uh, verses one through six, and then we'll just kind of unpack it together. So here we go. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for an adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. So that's just like setting the stage for like, uh, it's all about Jesus, right? I mean, especially somebody who did not believe in Christ for him to just proclaim it. And like everything that is about to happen is based on the blessings of Jesus Christ. It's just so cool. Like that's a strong opening. Like, like is right, right. It, and Ephesians uh, points out the benefits and the victories we have as believers for those who believe in Jesus Christ. And Ephesians also gives us insight into God's eternal will and purpose. 
also that the church is not the building, but all who love and yes. believe Christ and are committed to serving him eternally. And then just a little bit more background on uh, the city of Ephesus. It was uh, a very prominent um, church, uh, the Church of Ephesians, and it was located in the city of Ephesus. It was the most important city in Western Asia Minor. It was commercial, religious, and a political like Mecca for some of those like Greek religions. It had like the temple um, to the Greek goddess Artemis. And Paul did evangelize from here. And then later the apostle John lived here. So just some fun facts. I mean, your description and information is way, mine says uh, Ephesus was a huge city and Paul was a missionary there. That's what I got for you. And it happened. <laughs> 50 details. So, you know, this is why it's important to have a partner in crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why God brought us Jesus. together, which later in this episode, I'm going to bring up, but, um, and then just kind of talking about those scriptures that, um, you know, you had just read again, um, the church of Ephesus was considered faithful in Jesus Christ. And it does point out the advantages and inheritances and blessings we have from knowing and believing in God. We are forgiven, set apart, adopted as children of God, having godly knowledge, gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and eternal life with Jesus Christ. So that spiritual power that we have is the Holy Spirit power. And it's all about that close personal relationship that we receive you know, his miracles and blessings. So this is like you were saying, the creme de la creme, cherry on the top. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. I love that. I love it. Well, why don't you pick it up at verse seven for us? All right. So, and I'm reading in um, the the NASB version. So you might see some I, variants. Yeah, I'm in the ESV version. So we're okay. going to be, well. That's a good version, but it's good. We get two coins or two sides of the same coin, right? Is that Got what it. I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so Ephesians 1, 7, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us and all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth in him. Also, we have an, obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory, in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Whew. Feeling it? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so much. It's like so overwhelming. It's like Paul was just the the way that he can articulate with his words and what the message that he's sharing. I mean, it's so hard to just pick one thing, but like, I mean, it's all about the forgiveness that he gets, gives us based on the fact that he died on the cross for us. Um, 
he lavishes wisdom upon us and insight and he's made known the mystery of his will plus all of on top of all of that the cherry on the top um you know it's like he has he's promises that we've been sealed with the holy spirit because of it which is such a gift it's just it's like it's so overwhelming i can't really i can't really quite unpack it the way that i need to because there's just so much so when you said you could read it in 30 minutes i was like yeah it took me really like 30 minutes to get to the first to the first two chapters to really like think about it and right right time in it because Yes, you can read it, but like, there's just so much in here and you just want to like try to, to absorb it all. And it's, it's so much, so much good. Yeah. There was like in the, where they talked about heavenly places that, um, is like equal to eternal. So these blessings are forever, you know, meaning that Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and victory is his. And then kind of also what we've read through it saying like, we are not saved because we earned it. God chose us and it is through him by grace. We are saved according to his will and plan because he loves us and lavishly gives us grace and kindness. And I love how it says the Lord works in mysterious ways. I mean, I heard that my whole life and now I actually understand it. Like, although we don't deserve it through Jesus, we are holy and blameless in love in his sight. I mean, can I get an amen? Amen. So it's like worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive all glory, honor, and praise. Like that is some of the things that we're unpacking in here. And I love how it talks about how we're predestined. We were chosen long before this shows us that it's God's will and plan all along. So he adopted us as his own because of Jesus and the price Jesus paid for our sins. So we are now his heirs and there is no greater love than this. So We are so beyond blessed because of Jesus and God loves us more than we can even fathom. Um, And, you know, nothing you can ever say or do will change his love for you there. This is a gift that's freely bestowed upon us and it's an honor to belong to Jesus. And there's nothing greater in, you know, this life or the life to come than, you know, being a part of Jesus's kingdom. I love that. I'm just, I'm I'm listening to you and I'm also rereading the scripture just really trying to like wrap my mind around all of all the amazingness here but and I'm just thinking again about verse 13 it says in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed in him you were sealed with the promise of the holy spirit but when you again going back to like he is the truth he is the way the truth and the light and I don't know. I mean, there's just so many people that just don't know the truth. It just breaks my heart. But to think that if you do believe in him, then you're just, I mean, there's so many things. Like a lot of times we just like, we think, oh, we're forgiven of our sins and we're going mm-hmm. to heaven. But it's just so much. It's just so eloquently written here that it's just beautiful. I love it. And it just, it really breaks it out, you know, starting back on kind of where I started at that, you know, one seven. It's telling us how Jesus paid the price through the shedding of his blood. Um, Jesus Christ died so that we could live and be freed from bondage. And then it talks about redemption, which is the price paid to free a slave in the Old Testament. And then forgiveness was given in the Old Testament when animal blood was shed. So Jesus was the perfect and ultimate sacrifice, the holy and spotless lamb of God. 
-hmm. And then moving in, it's saying, uh, you know, this is again, explaining it is all God's grace, not through works or ourselves. Yes. Um, you know, this is freely gives us favor. We cannot work or earn our salvation. It's just God's loving favor through his infinite grace and mercy. So without God's grace, we cannot be saved. So we must have faith in Jesus Christ. And then going into the mystery um, that could not be fully revealed or comprehended until Jesus died and was resurrected. So when we talked about like the Lord works in mysterious ways or when Paul was explaining you know, the mystery, it's like we couldn't know the mystery until Jesus died and was uh, resurrected. And um, just to give a little bit more background, Jesus was sent to unite Jews and Gentiles right. um, in one body. So Jesus's church is his followers of every race and creed, and this is God's plan and will. So we all have experienced, um, you know, something that like, you know, may not be so clear, but in the fullness of times, and that is saying when the time is perfect, he will bring us together to be with him for eternity. And then we will come to the full knowledge and understanding of Jesus, you know, in, in his plan, every knee will bow to Jesus as Lord of Lords and King of Kings and every tongue will confess. Mm, and then um, going into 111, God's purpose and will is to save us and bring us to salvation. So this was predestined. Once you come to him, nobody can snatch you from him. He is the Lord and ruler. Nothing, no darkness can overcome you. So you know, I just thought, hold on to this promise because we know Jesus reigns and his will be done. And this is the truth. And then um, kind of closing out um, those scriptures that we just read. And I know you had talked about, you know, the Holy Spirit. This is amazing that we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are his. This is a guarantee that we have been marked. And the Holy Spirit is like our contract. So the Holy Spirit is within us. And that is proof and demonstration of our faith and that we are children of God. So this is our taste of eternity and his power changes us from death to life. And this is, you know, the good news um, that we're kind of breaking out for you. I'm like, I got chills. I just like, I love having the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has helped me a lot in just my walk with God and keeping my head on straight. And sometimes like my ways are not his ways. And, um, you know, I, I know that the Holy Spirit works in my life because there are things that, you know, I just wouldn't handle if, you know, God wasn't working in my life. I would totally be probably not have as good of, um, an attitude or optimism or encouragement <laughs> if I didn't have the Holy Spirit. That is God's work. 100%. I love it. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is such a beautiful thing because it's not, you can't see it, but it's one of the more tangible things. Like when you just have to have faith and believe, you're like, well, you just have to have faith and believe. You can't see it. You can't, you know, but the Holy Spirit, I feel like you can feel. So maybe tangible isn't the right word, but it is something that it's just, it's more of just a presence. It's a feeling like when you said you got the goosebumps and all that stuff, like, Usually when that happens, I feel like I'm having a Holy Spirit moment, like something is yeah. being prompted by the Holy Spirit. So then I feel like at least there's some sort of like real connection to it. So I love that gift. And I know you were, you had mentioned talking about 
um, Jews and non-Jews becoming one in Christ. And we're definitely going to get more into that into in chapter two. Um, before we go to chapter two, though, we just we have a little bit more in chapter one, and then we'll get going on that one. But uh, we're going to read verses 15 through 23, which is the end of chapter one. And this section is titled Thanksgiving in Prayer. And it says, for this reason, because I have heard your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all saints, I do not cease to give thanks, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes your hearts enlightened, that you may know is the hope which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance and all the saints and what is immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might that the work that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named not only the in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things in the church which is his body the fullness of all who fulfills who fills all in all and again it's just like well first of all i gotta talk to paul he's got a really long run-on sentence that lasts for like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the teacher and you coming out. It's so funny when I was first reading this, I was like gonna break it down by sentences, and I was like, no, that's all one sentence. There's a lot. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff in that one sentence. Um, uh, but no, it's so beautiful. The all kidding aside, but it's just it's so beautiful for so many reasonings. So do not cease to give thanks uh, for you remembering you in my prayers. I mean, how are we doing that? Right? Like, are we constantly thanking God, like, despite your circumstances? I don't know. Sometimes I sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But it's well, just I think a beautiful reminder to, to touch on to touch on that a little bit. I, I think sometimes we end up praying, you know, for the circumstances or things like, God, I need you to work in this way, or here's a problem, right. I need you to fix it. But it's like, are we praying for, you know, hope? for understanding God's power, right. for understanding our inheritance. Like, are we praying for those things that, and, or that his know, will be done, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, Paul is starting off where you started reading this, you know, was beautiful of Paul. He was praying that the Ephesians would have an intimate, close and personal relationship with Christ. Cause that's when that true change, that transformation really happens. It's not just when you're, you know, you can read the Bible all you want. You can go to church. You can do all those things. But it's that close, intimate, personal relationship where you're like, this is the gift of grace that was given to me. This is who Jesus is. I have an intimate where he predestined me, set me apart. He gave his own will and plan for your life. And so he's just praying that our personal relationship, our individual relationship with Christ would just be strengthened and that Jesus is our example to model. And the more we know him and get close to him, the more we can become like him. You know, behold, Jesus says he stands at the door and knocks. And if anyone answers, he will come in and dine with them. So it's that intimate knowledge of Jesus that's going to change 
um, your life. And then it, it goes into saying, we can be certain we are guaranteed victory through Jesus. We have hope and faith through the Holy Spirit at work in us. And God can do anything. We belong to the creator of the universe. God's power raised Jesus from the dead. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. So there is nothing that God cannot do. He is mighty to save. And then after Jesus' resurrection, he is the head of the church, um, the ring of the universe, and the ultimate authority. He is God's chosen and anointed, the Messiah. So we can stand firm in faith and confidence that the battle is won. We are victors through Christ. He is on the throne and the devil is defeated and death has no sting. We are sealed and nothing can separate us from God and his incomparable agape love. It cannot be measured. It goes on and on. And then the fullness means Jesus Christ filling his church with, with spiritual gifts and blessings. So we are called to be imitators of Christ and his full expression. So that's another beautiful thing that we, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is going to work in us. And he says that we will do greater things. And I don't think, you know, he means it in the sense like we're, of course, we're not greater than Jesus, but he only did, you know, so much with his uh, ministry for three years. I mean, look at how the gospel is being reached. Look at how what you and I are doing and, and what you're doing outside of Jesus sisters. I mean, now the gospel can go to the far ends. We have listeners from all over the the world i mean praise be to god how For the sure. gospel has just spread like wildfire and why because it is the truth and it will stand forever i love it i i really um resonated with verse 21 it, that he is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named which is why when we are in need and if we call upon Jesus by his name, it is recognized like there is power in the name of Jesus. And so I, that really stood out to me for that one. Um, but, and, and, and then he goes on to say, not only in this age, but in the one to come. So it's not just for our time on earth now, it's for our eternity that again, because he's seated at the right hand of God, that, uh, he is given that authority and, um, and that he puts all things under his feet and gave him a head over all things to the church. I just, Ooh. I just love it. Um, it's just so powerful. Again, I don't, you know, and maybe I'm crazy, but like one thing I've learned about myself lately is that I'm definitely a processor. And when I read a whole bunch of words like this, I like really need some time to really unpack it and process it so if you're listening to this episode and you're like i don't know girls you're saying a lot of fancy words and and you know like you want to make more sense of it for yourself the part of the reason that we're doing this is because we want people to be in the word with us so get your bible out read this as we're reading through it and we're, we still have um the second chapter to go through it's really really powerful to read it and listen to it at the same time because it helps us to really just unpack it and make sense of it so if you're feeling like mm, i don't know what's happening just dig in with us just just go even deeper and it's okay if you don't totally understand it because i don't always understand it a lot of times i don't understand it but the key is that we're in it trying to make sense of it so um, so grab your Bibles if you haven't already. And I think that's the full, you know, we it, kind of going back to what we had said, you know, the fullness, 
you know, there now we see what's that scripture. Now we see things dimly as through a mirror, but when Jesus comes back, like everything, all those mysteries will be revealed fully. And I think, you know, as, as I've even walked in my walk, there are things that I can read over and over and over again. I can't remember what preacher said it, but he said that he read the Bible like 400 times a year. And he's like, it never got old. It never got old to him because he was, that's the word of God. It, it, it just builds upon itself. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like up in the minor notes. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know if like that's all he did day and night and maybe I'm getting like the number wrong. Maybe maybe it was four times. Maybe. I mean, (laughs) I'll have to see what, what, but he said that like every time he reads it, he gets something different out of it. And I can say that even for myself, you know, it's like every time I read it, I do get something different out of it. Or I see things where I'm like, like a mystery was unlocked that I didn't see before where it's like, that's why it's good to, you know, read it for yourself because yes. God can speak to you and give you a word from his word that is unique and special for maybe a certain right. circumstance. And um, that's part of the power of, you know, his holy word. Absolutely. And- it's pow- It's part of that having a personal relationship. Part of a personal relationship is he knows, he knows your deepest, most innermost thoughts feelings, emotions, all the things. And he can speak to you in the way that you need to be spoken to outside of what, you know, our interpretation is. So. Yeah. And, and another beautiful thing that I think our podcast represents is, you know, we, we talk about verses and, or a subject and we go over verses that, you know, touch us and we kind of break through those verses and we, we talk to them how they, are relating in our life. And it gives two different perspectives, how you can see like everybody's life is different and God's going to work differently. The Holy spirit is going to move you differently. And he has his own, you know, words that he gives each of us because we are special. We're his masterpiece. We're his workmanship. So I think it's just important to like, this book is about having that personal close relationship with Jesus so that, you know, you can walk in the ways that he predestined for you. And then um, just kind of breaking out again, uh, Ephesians was written for the church. So Jesus Christ is the head and we are the body. So body equals church unity. We are all uh, connected doing kingdom work and we need each other to be united as the church. So I think that's also important, you know, to feed into your fellowship and how we all work together. We're all part of, you know, Jesus is the head and we're all part of the body. And when you we can't function without the head, right? Our bodies mm-hmm. can't function. But when we look at ourselves as the church, as the body and Christ as the head, like he's kind of, we're imitators of Christ. And then we're able to, you know, be those faithful followers. I think that's a good representation to help, um, help you understand what Ephesians is talking about when they talk about the church and the head and the body and things like that. Um, so I am going to read if you're re- if you're ready for me to go from uh, Ephesians two one to seven. Yeah, let's talk about God's grace. Yeah. Okay. Made alive in Christ, um, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh 
and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together. With Christ, by grace, you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith and not and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Ooh. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Ooh. For- and for by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. Uh, it's just, I love it. It's interesting though, because I think yours is broken down a little bit different than mine, because mine goes all the way through verse 10 and it says, not a result of work so that no one may boast. Did yours, mine has got 10 verses. That's, um, that's uh, chapter nine, that's, uh, or two nine, not as a result of work so that no one may boast. And then okay, uh, verse 10, for we are, we are his workmanship, workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which so God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. But I mean, for it is by grace that you have been saved. I mean, how beautiful is that? So, I mean, I just go ahead. Sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. Well, it's just saying like nothing we do. It's, it's just this gift. And that kind of takes a lot of pressure off. Although, of course, I always want to produce. I feel like I always want to be a good person, even though I know what the Bible says. And then I look at some of the things that I do and I'm like, oh, today I was a good person. And then I'm like, well, today maybe not so much. I had some, uh, you know, thoughts I shouldn't have had. And then I'm like, yeah, but I'm saved by grace. And that's why. Like, not that that's an excuse to, but you kind of get that um, human perspective of going like, yeah, I know why that was said because I've been doing my walk for a little bit now and, and I stumble, I fall. Uh, yeah, girl. Cause we're human and we're yes, of the flesh. Yes. It is a real thing. Um, one of the things that I noticed, and so I know we're, we keep coming back to grace and so thinking about grace and, and what that is. So that's God just forgiving us for, everything that we do that is not not uh, Christ-like pretty much. And then thinking about mercy, mercy is him withholding the punish- punishment that we deserve. And so when I think about God, so I feel so often in the Old Testament, he seems like the God that we read about feels a little bit different than the God we read about in the New Testament sometimes. But it's like we got the easy road almost. Uh, yeah, <laughs> But through Jesus, I mean, we get to know God's true. I mean, we can know God's true heart in the Old Testament too, but I, you just, I feel like the, the mercy and the grace is much more of a, it's a, just a really overpowering theme, um, especially in this book. And so just continuing to just be thankful for God's grace. I just, I love it. Cause, cause we all need it. <laughs> We are, uh, yeah, we yeah. are. Um, and then just uh, kind of breaking out some of what we just read. So it's kind of speaking about how we were alive in the body, but spiritually dead, living yes. for the world. And the prince, the power of the air is referring to Satan. So, you know, the 
you know, the church knew and believed dark and evil forces and that the devil inhabited the region between, you know, the earth and the sky. So that's kind of what that is speaking to, because I know some of that can sound a little, I don't know, I don't know if wordy is the right thing, but just to kind of break that apart, what they're meaning when they're saying the prince, the power of the air, that's referring to Satan and, you know, those dark evil forces and that, you know, and some of the Bible does show you that, I think in Job, they talk about, you know, Satan coming to the heavens courts and, you know, God was like, what are you doing here? And he said that he's been moving to and fro about between the earth and heaven. And that's like, hmm, that just kind of solidifies, like, if if you couldn't look at the world and know that, you know, Satan has a hand in it. Oh, um, yeah, girl, he's busy. He's I, feel busy. Like, I feel like he's been real busy in my life, too, trying to stir me yeah. up, get me off track. Mm-hmm. Because you've got a plan and a purpose and you're pre I got a plan and a purpose. Well, we were supposed to record this episode last Saturday and it didn't happen because the enemy was busy. Um, mm-hmm. We are stolen from our driveway um, at five. Well, we found out at 5 a.m. the morning that Allie and I were supposed to record. And I was like, girl, I can't do it. And then after, and then after we didn't record because it was supposed to be this message. I mean, this is such a message of hope. Yeah, no wonder he was totally trying to squash, squash yeah. it because... This message is so powerful, you know, I mean, just the hope, the, the power of having a relationship with Jesus and what that promise is. No wonder he did not want this to be out there. That makes total sense. Yeah, because it's all about faith. And so I'm a firm believer when you are, you know, sold out to Christ and you are you know, trying to, you know, plant the seed or, you know, throw the seeds, throw them um, have your, you know, share the, the good news. You mark yourself as an enemy of the prince, the power of the air. And so he's going to try and knock you off to thwart your plans because he doesn't want people to come to the knowledge of God. He is everything. God doesn't wish for anybody to perish, but for everybody to come to the knowledge of Christ. And so if he can, you know, throw a wrench in our plans to get us bogged down to feel like, oh, I'm I'm not worthy today. I'm not, I can't produce, but like we know the Holy Spirit works in us. And it even says in scripture that he will show up for us when we don't even know what to say. Absolutely. So, I've, um, he's been doing that for me a lot lately, showing up for me in ways when I just don't even know what to say or think or do like, but to know that he's there and he hears, he hears my soul. He hears my he hears our prayers. He's our got prayers. a plan. And and this is just saying like Satan is defeated. Like, you know, death has no sting. We are sealed. We have the power of the Holy Spirit that raised God from the, you know, Jesus, God from the dead. I mean, pff, doesn't get much better than that. But um, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, mic drop. I feel like verses two, one through 10 are really the summary of the good news brought to us by Jesus Christ. And these verses brought me back to our baptism, Laurel. So if if you don't know, Laurel and I had the incredible experience of being baptized together. How cool is that? I mean, that we were like sealed and now here we are and we've kind of, you know, we do talk about this, but it is very special. And, you know, we just had this incredible experience where together we got to be raised to life. We were dead in our sins and transgressions. 
we followed worldly ways and tried to obtain the things of, of this world and it got us nowhere. We've talked about that. For you sure. Know, we were caught up in the spirit of the air and, you know, we had turmoil. We've talked about anxiety. We were just, you know, on, you know, not good thoughts on the inside and that yeah. left us wanting and not walking in God's will and, per, you know, and purpose and you know, children of wrath. We were children of wrath, but God, Jesus being so rich in mercy and grace and love, even when we were walking in darkness apart from him and dead spiritually, he made us new and alive with Christ and transformed us with the renewing of our minds. God chose us and raised us up with him to be a part of his wonderful inheritance and riches for it is by grace we have been saved. Yes. And what a priceless gift to be given. And now we are God's masterpiece and workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God predestined beforehand to prepare the way that you should walk. So we are new creations in Christ set apart. Like this is our, you know, testimony, I think, yeah, to for you know, sure. God's grace saved us and, and look at where, where we're at, you know, and, and so many people have their own um, journeys and their own ministries and things, but like I just feel like, you know, our story, I'm like, yeah, God predestined this. This is oh, yeah. amazing. And yeah, because Allie and I are yeah. 11 years different. We have an, an, an 11 year age difference. And I knew who she was when she, because we are cousins through my stepdad. And I knew who she was, but I didn't really know her. And then when she was in her 20s, she came out to visit us in Arizona. And I was like, I like this girl. Like, she's fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, we grew really close together really quickly. And then life happens. And we we actually we had a quite a breakdown in our friendship and our relationship. And we didn't talk for over a year. And there was a lot of hurt. And there was a lot of pain. And wouldn't you know that God was the thing that brought us together, like that whole predestined, like he knew that this was going to happen. We went through that because we had to we had to rebuild our foundation on the lord i believe because mm -hmm. everything was about him we were spending a lot of time doing things like reading tarot cards and like about mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. stuff and very much so into checking out sedona and the and the uh vortex of and and, and, yeah, yeah 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 but our our relationship was not founded in jesus christ and then when we came back together we were both like and we were in a little bit different places, but we were both seeking and learning and growing. And who would have, I mean, I could have never predicted that we would get baptized together, that we would have this podcast together. I mean, that's just, that's God. He is in every single one of those details. And it's just a beautiful story that here we are better than ever, stronger than ever, an amazing relationship with God. Not perfect, but we, we do our best every day and and it's so powerful to have a person in my life where I can call and be like, listen, this is what I'm thinking. I know that's not very Christ-like. I'm going to need some help. And she's like, it's okay, girl. I'll be praying for you. You know, <laughs> we, were, we, we walk in this together. We are doing this walk together. And then it's just such a beautiful thing to have someone in your life that loves the Lord. And to think that we're reading scripture online or not not online over the the airways and a podcast together trying to unpack it together and talking about the promises of jesus like that's that's all god that has nothing to do with us oh yeah 100%. he was in all the and to just 
even when we did the the baptism, like we didn't know that we were going to start this. No, podcast. but I think at that moment, Holy Spirit was like, this is the will, this is the plan. And, you know, I mean, I'm just blessed that it, it's also kept me in my journey, like going, you just feel like, um, you know, life can get in the way, things can get busy, but then I'm like, nope, I gotta be prepared. I gotta, mm-hmm. you know, be there with my Jesus sister and be accountable to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's been fun to just watch what God is doing in, in each other's lives. Because you know, I think especially this last year for you, like God is doing lots of things, showing his will in a lot of ways. And you're able to, share the light to others. And that's all going to be part of, you know, I know that when our, our days come, God is going to ask us what we did with our time. And that's for sure. You know, what keeps us going is we want to say like, God, we, we got, we heard the message. We are your ambassadors. We might not get it right all the time, but we, we try and we try and follow the scriptures and, and break it out and always have it be Bible based. Cause mm-hmm. we know that his word is true and will stand forever. Everything else fade away the word of god will stand forever i love that well it remind me you remind me of um at church on sunday our service was all about like what is our what is our commandment that we are given as christians and it is that we are to be fishers of men that that it's christ commanded us that we need to be out there being fishers of men and so when you say when we stand in front of the lord and he asks what have you done with your life are we using our gifts? Are we using our talents? And everybody's gifts and talents look differently, but whatever those gifts and talents are, are you using them to be fishers of men, to bring people to the word, to to share the message? And so um, I just love it. This is just so beautiful. Hopefully we're uh, being fishers of men and women on this. We know it's, yes. men, but you know what I mean, on this podcast, but hopefully, you know, people are getting some really good nuggets of, of God's will for them and the word. Okay. Well, and I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm so, uh, uh, just like forward with, you know, I know a lot of it is internet, but just the people that we have been able to reach and, um, who would think that, and it, it's all God to, to like, we have listeners in Germany and I mean, I, that's the one that comes to my mind right now, but we have them all over. It's like, I mean, it's it's just so beautiful because like, well, it's not available in, in German language and people are listening. Like, yeah, it's just cool. I mean, that's what God will do. And it's not us. It's not us at all. Definitely not us. God will give you a plan and a purpose and it will be fulfilling. And not to say that it's always easier that the devil doesn't come in and try and thwart the plan. But it's totally worth it. And if you haven't checked out to whom much is given, we do touch on some of our gifts that God gives us and why it's important to use them and share them and how, you know, God's power is displayed through those gifts. And you have a lot to share. You might not know, like we'll put you in places and you think that it doesn't mean anything. And then all of a sudden you're having a visit with the Holy spirit between you and some stranger. That's yeah. happened, you know, and, a couple of times in my life. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. The key is to pay attention to the prompting. And when you're prompted, 
you need to answer. And as I'm saying this, I'm like, there is somebody that I need to reach out to that God has put on my heart and I haven't done it and I haven't done it. I kind of did it, but like all of a now I'm being convicted. I'm like, oh, you're going to say that. Reach out to them while you're prompted and you haven't done that. So I guess when I get off of here, you- I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> You said it live. You said it live. So now no, you gotta I'll be do following it. up. I will be following up. Maybe that person will tell me I'm crazy, but that's okay. I'm good with that. Hey, um, I'll, we're I just, not of this world. We have just got to be obedient. Okay. So I'm going to keep going. So we have two more sections of scripture to read here. Um, I had down in my notes, I'm supposed to read eight through 16. So I'm going to read eight through 16, even though we already read verse eight, because it's the good stuff. And uh, it just never gets old. Uh, So for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's like exactly what we just got done talking about. Okay. uh, Verse 11. Therefore, remember that no one that, that, sorry. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made by the flesh, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at the time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down his flesh, dividing the wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create himself in a new man uh, in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body, uh, one body through the cross, thereby killing hostility. And so that section is really all about when we were talking about um, Jews and non-Jews, so Jews and Gentiles um, coming together to be one in Christ. And and through there was a a, Christ, um, a barrier before, but through Christ that barrier was removed. And so that now we can live as one. And it's not about following the laws and the ordinances. It's about believing mm-hmm. this and all the prophecy that he is the son of God and that he is the son of God based on his works and what he did while he was here for that short time on earth. Yeah. And I, uh, to kind of, I think a confusing part that um, we'll explain is circumcision and then the uncircumcision. So um, uh, all non-Jews were considered the uncircumcision and then the Jews were considered um, the circumcision. So the uncircumcision was the ceremonial, like unclean and Jews thought that of themselves as pure and clean because of like their heritage. And so what's beautiful is it's like, nope, Jesus is like, nobody is alienated. Nobody is left out of, you know, my love or, you know, the body of believers. Like we're all, it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, Jews and Gentiles alike, we all have the same inheritance and, and, you know, promise. So it's not by spiritual pride or faith and traditions or good works. 
um, or like your achievements. It's all because of God's grace. Then it kind of goes on to talk about how, you know, spiritual um, pride can blind us to like our own faults and and it, it will also make you judge others because you're always looking at their faults. And I think that's what this is trying to say. No, like we're not of that religious, you know, the religious Pharisees are the ones that crucified Jesus it's right. not about the works. It's not about how religious or traditional you are. It's through faith, through grace that we are saved, you know, by Christ. So I think that just really is hitting at home of Jesus trying to say like, Nothing you can say, nothing you could do, good or bad works is going to make me love you less. It's a gift. A gift is free. Um, you know, it's not works. So I think it's really just trying to, I think back in that time, there was that separation. And so God was trying to unite everybody as one church. And, and that's what we're kind of seeing here. I love it. I mean, and who doesn't want to be one church who, I mean, separation is, it's just, it doesn't bring peace quite often. And um, when we're together and we don't have those barriers, I mean, there's peace to live in harmony together. And I love, I just, I love the, the idea that Gentiles didn't have um, a relationship with God, but now, and there's not that separation now that it's open to anyone and everyone is just uh it's so it's so powerful i feel like so many people feel like christianity is divides people but i think it's it's the complete opposite it's meant to bring us together and i think that if more people were in the word the living, yes. yes and living a christ-like life there would be way less separation and more unity and so that's why it's important that people have got to be in the word to see like, what were Jesus's words? I'm reading the book of Luke right now. And it's just, it's just so powerful to hear Jesus's words and the way that he treats people and the way he speaks to people. It's not the same sort of Christianity that we often see um, on display. Like it's true Christianity. And, um, or, or what we should be living like as Christians, I should say. So, well, and and the example that Jesus gave us, I mean, to go back to you know having that religious sense. I mean, the Jews knew the Old Testament front to front to back. They knew all those scriptures, and we say, you know, the the Word of God is living. It's active. It's sharper yes. than two edged sword. But what you could know, they could know all those scriptures. But even though they knew that, they couldn't even identify the Messiah when he came because right. the, the pride, this, the spiritual pride was blinding them. And we don't want to um, have that perspective. And also, I think as you go through life and you try and live that way, you really, I mean, nobody's perfect. And I mean, it just has to be a feeling of defeat to try and live your life is perfect when you know that you're never going to get there only Jesus is perfect. Right. And so we can have that comfort to say it's by grace that we are saved, not by works. You know, God has torn down the, the barriers, Jews and Gentiles. They never, you know, mixed. It was, you know, stay away from, you know, the Gentiles. That's how the Jews and, and vice versa. So Jesus really, his whole picture is about unity. And that's why fellowship is so important. Yes. Too. And he's telling us in this book to 
have fellowship, that we're all part of the same body and we need to work together in order for, you know, the plan to be accomplished. It's not just by our own selves that we can boast. It's, it's through us all. We can really do God's work. Love it. Well, why don't you finish this up, Jesus sister? We've got five verses here, six, maybe. All right. And I think we start off at 217. Yep. All right. And he came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the spirit. Oh, love it. Built on the foundation of apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself is the cornerstone. Like Mm -hmm. everything has to be built on Jesus. That has to be the cornerstone. And it's just telling us again that, you know, God's house is not a building. It's, it's the people. We are citizens of God's kingdom and members of his household. And, um, you know, we can live in harmony with each other in accordance with what God, you know, says is his, is his holy word. So, um, you know, it's just, again, reiterating how it's not about the house. It's not about, uh, it's about who we are and, and being imitators of Christ and ambassadors. He is the ultimate example of how we can go out and preach the good news and share the good news and also share his light, not just by what we say, but also what we do. I love it. Um, being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, just growing together all about, like you were saying, it's not about the church, but it's a dwelling place for God by the spirit. So it's that fellowship that you were talking about growing together. Um, Now that doesn't mean don't go to church. It just means that it's more than just showing up to church on Sunday. Like that is a great way to learn and feed your soul and build community. But we need more than that. Mm -hmm. So much more than that to really, to really grow. What's that meme that you sent me, or maybe you posted it on, um, uh, on Facebook. It's like a picture of a fireplace. It's like, it's something, it's something to the effect of, (laughs) oh my gosh. It's like looking at a picture of a fireplace, you know, makes you feel good, but it's not the same as when you're sitting next to the real fire and you feel the warmth. And so that's the same thing of like being in church, right? Like we can watch it online. I watch church online at times too. So like, don't get me wrong. Like I don't make it every Sunday. I'm not perfect. Um, uh, But there's just something about you literally can, I swear you can feel the Holy spirit when you're in church. It's just a very different feeling. So church is super, super important. And we want to be there and we want to grow there. But we also need to be, we need to be in fellowship. We need to find our community. We need to find the Mm -hmm. people to grow in Christ with and to become one, literally living as one. 
Well, and it's just saying, you know, it's not the building. It's it's uh, Christ church is the people. And even in the early days, there was no actual church building. And I think you had talked about before, and I don't know if we covered this, but if you know more about like Paul, Acts 19, and some of like the yes. Holy Spirit, but you can see in Acts, when the Holy Spirit was moving, they were all in the house and, and um, you know, that wasn't technically a church, but they were joining in fellowship. The Holy Spirit had a move. The fire of the Holy Spirit went through and they were speaking in tongues and, and the world thought that they were drunk. And, and right. Peter was like, uh-uh, <laughs> no, no. And, you know, Peter was the church that, you know, everything was built on. And, and that's what sometimes I feel like Peter, because I mean, um, and I, we can all have moments like God did something so phenomenal with 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 Peter and in, in the ministry that he gave him. But he was kind of one um, who who his faith kind of wavered, especially at the end. I think a little girl asked, him, like, aren't you when Jesus was being crucified, aren't you? one? And he even said to a little girl, he was too scared to admit, you know, that that's crazy. Right. A follower of Christ. Yeah. But that we all have moments like, and I think that God purposely put this in the Bible so that we would not have a power of, or a, a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. It's like, this is what he has given us because, you know, not by our own self, by the spirit of God, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can reach who we need to reach, who God wants us to reach. We can walk in the ways of the Lord, we can, you know, see the miracles, see the the wonders of, of Jesus, the true wonders of Jesus. If we just, you know, apply ourselves and seek him, all these things will be added to us. I love it. Well, I feel like this is, this was a little experiment for us. We were like, should we do it? Should we not do it? But I feel like, I feel like I've grown so much in the word, just un, unpacking it with you. I appreciate your perspective, Allie. I think that it's so nice. I mean, you, you had so many things that I didn't even know today. And so I'm just so thankful for you. <laughs> I'm so thankful that we I'm get to learn together. We're learning and being vulnerable online with, uh, with people like we, you know, we did not go to school for this. We are not biblical scholars. We just love Jesus and we love the word and we want to share God's word. And so, um, if you have any questions for us, we will do our best to answer them. Again, we're not biblical scholars, but um, we we want to just pose it to you, like as we're getting ready to do the next episode, for you to be in the Word, reading it with us. So, in two weeks, we're going to meet again and unpack chapters three and chapters four. And so, please be in the Word with us, read it, be ready to kind of. Um, unpack it with us there. If you have questions or thoughts um, about those chapters before we actually record it, please find us on our Facebook page, which is Jesus Sisters. We're always there. We're always um, looking to hear from our listeners to pray for you, um, but just to maybe open up some conversations. Yeah, for fellowship yeah. and have some conversations. Yeah. So we want you to be in the word with us. And we think that if we're in the word together, that that's super, super powerful. So get those Bibles out, people. Girl, read, mm -hmm. your, read your Bible. Girl, read your Bible. And, you know, today I think really our message is, is, is always the same. But hopefully today you'll see that, you know, God's will is to bring redemption, grace, 
adoption blessings and that all who hope in Jesus may have life. God has an inheritance for you. And I just pray the same that Paul prayed for um, the Gentiles and the Jews and all to read, you know, that, you know, we would continue giving thanks and praying that God would himself more to the church and give more of his knowledge of him and his power, that God's spirit would work in us, that we would have godly wisdom, that the eyes of our hearts be opened so that we may see clearly the hope, the inheritance, and that the power we have in Christ Jesus. Beautiful and Jesus. I, I don't sister. know if you want to share your Jesus jam, girl, because I, I got one. Oh, man, I forgot my Jesus jam. What's wrong with me? No, don't worry. I got this because I always I have think, a bunch of Jesus. You got to have one. I feel like you have one. I mean, I definitely have one because I always am listening to worship music and I'm always adding new ones. Like, what are what are my favorites in the moment where like I play on repeat because that's always happening to me. Okay, you go first. Okay, so mine, I felt like this was perfect for Ephesians and um it's by Tasha Cobbs. Oh gosh, she's so good. By your spirit. Not by might, not by power. That one. <laughs> by your spirit, God. Send your spirit. Do you know what I, I heard that? Well, I better go add that. What's it called again? Oh, it's a ballad. It's a worship ballad. Oh, it's, she's so like, good. By your spirit. By your I mean, there's so many that are good, but I know you, it, me and me and Laurel have very similar music tastes. There it um, is. We she do right up. join it, We do occasionally uh, partake in some karaoke together. And I mean, if this wasn't our calling, I could see us being like, the next <laughs> Phillips, so we've often, we've often <laughs> talked about starting a band. <laughs> When we all meet each each other in heaven, Laurel and I are going to be over there singing in the choir, in the heavenly choir. Oh, yes, girl. I mean, I <laughs> always think about wanting to sing on my worship team, but I'm like, Lord, why are you going to tease me like that? I know I don't have one more minute and one more day. Like, I mean, having young children between going to sporting events and, and thank God my husband takes the kids to practices. Like I really, I'm like, how could I add one more thing on? But I really, really want to like, it's just like tugging at my heartstrings. I would love to sing. Ooh, in the yeah, I would, I would love to do that. And you know, to whom much is given, much is required, but I will say this about you. Okay, girl. You will you hurry a, up and join you a worship? love to <laughs> add, you, you love, you love to keep her plateful. She's always bring some new adventure. I mean, I think she's writing a book right now. A book um, with my Bible friend. study is no, like it. some mathematician genius for the state. No, um, I'm <laughs> personally developing the teachers of Arizona. <laughs> Professionally um, developing, not personally. <laughs> or, well, I mean, you are personally, professionally developing. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> no, but we are writing a math book. I know. If, you, if you, I was geeky before, now it's official. We are writing a math book. I'll keep you posted on that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here. busy. I'm going to say um, one of the songs that I've, it's, it's not new. Um, I have so many, but one of the ones I've been uh, really blasting is uh, Reason to Praise by Methyl, Methyl, Methyl Music and Corey Asbury. And I just love that. 
I mean, it's just all about having a reason to praise. And that was what Paul told us that we need to be doing, mm-hmm. be giving that thanksgiving yeah. and finding reasons to praise even when we don't feel like praising. That's what we're supposed to do. So I'm looking forward like when your vehicle tomorrow. is stolen from your driveway. Yeah. And then now you have to pay money <laughs> to like just get it back and be functioning because three teenagers just were like, you know, we're going to steal someone else's vehicle. We They ditched a stolen vehicle two houses down. And then walked over to our house and stole our car because they ran out of gas. So, like, I'm trying to praise in the madness and the chaos. So, yes. I, I needed to remember that when I was moving last week um, because, yeah, I definitely feel like I fell short when it came to giving thanks. Pretty sure towards the end of my moving adventure, I was, like, walking through the house silently, like, moaning and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, keep oh, praying I'm so for me sometimes <laughs> during those hard times i really struggle with the whole giving thanks and i'm just you know being honest so yes. pray for me jesus sisters and brothers <laughs> pray for me too i've every days i'm just i just it's just keep releasing keep releasing keep giving it back to god so <laughs> well i love to see today Allie. And uh, I appreciate your perspective and your research that you did. And and I love you. And we'll be back in two weeks, friends. Read your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 3. Be blessed. Amen. (laughs) Amen.